0: They were joining with churches worldwide, praying for the gift of elders and congregations. So that I've chosen to preach from the book of Hebrews. I'll read Hebrews 13, uh, several verses, but I'll be concentrating on verses 18 and 19 in this passage. as I read God's word. <laughs> what? Begin with verse 17. Oh. Obey those who rule over you, <clears throat> and be specific, for they watch out for your souls, as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy, and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable to you. Pray for us. We are confident that we have a good conscience in all things, desiring to live honorably. But I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. We're worshiping in a new building today. many have worked long and hard to make this a beautiful and comfortable place for us to come together. So our attention is naturally drawn to the building that we're meeting in. In fact, you you may even be distracted by that today, looking around at things that are, are new and different and exploring around the building. But the biblical concept of the church is... The church is the people of God, not the building in which they meet. Today, we're wanting to really understand that and to let the aspect of the church as the people of God be an emphasis, especially in the light of a new building, because of that tendency to be distracted by where we are being.
1: So today I've chosen to
0: preach on an aspect of the church as the people of God. And that is that God has given elders to serve as shepherds in congregation. And it just so happens that today is also a global day of prayer within the RP churches around the world. That means that there are churches in the U.S., U.S., Canada, Ireland and Scotland, Japan and Australia and China are all joining together and there's a call that has been made to pray for elders and having a call from our national national church by the elders that have, been, have a call like that that has been echoed by our sister churches around the world make means that this is a very a serious thing. There's a sense of importance by this call that has been made to pray. Let me start by observing some reasons for that that are distressing in the trends that we can see. Recent survey has reported that 15. Hundred pastors leave the ministry each and every month. It's was 1,500. Now that's a body in the evangelical church, not in the, uh, the RP church. I'll come to that in a moment. The survey cites moral failure, spiritual burnout, contention in their churches. Goes on to say that 80% of pastors feel unqualified in their role. And 80% of seminary and Bible school graduate, graduates who enter the ministry will leave within the first five years. That's the broader church. Surely things are better in our circle. But here are some statistics from our own presbytery, our Midwest Presbytery consists of 24 congregations and distant churches. And in just the last couple of years, we have had over a dozen pastors retire, resign, or leave the ministry. We've had two congregations close completely. I've been speaking about pastors, but I remind you that... We also believe that the pastor is an elder with a teacher. We believe that there are elders that have a ruling And uh, we call them ruling elders. By that, uh, that responsibility. And ruling elders bear a similar burden of, the, of shepherding the church, shepherding the people of God. They face the same pressures. They face the same tears and fears and tension. We see similar trends as well of elders leaving their role of uh, the elder uh, being an elder in the church, and a, and a kind of a pausing or a, a lack of younger men that are becoming elders. You can see there's a pressing need for the next generation to lead and to serve the church. There's a there's a reason to be praying for elders in our own congregation and in the church more broadly. And so today, I'll be from Hebrews 13, where Paul himself asks for prayer. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. So today, consider how God has called us to pray for elders. And to see that the Lord has given these as a gift to shepherd the church. So let me give you two reasons why we pray for, for, for elders. that come from this passage. Well here is the Apostle Paul asking for prayer. The Apostle Paul. And he's asking for prayer for himself and for other elders, other leaders in the congregation. What this impresses upon us is, first of all, that elders are are real men. Elders are not somehow perfect Christians or superhero Christians. They can tall piles of Christian theological books and or who are faster theological arguments on the internet? <laughs> That's pretty fast, right? Well, quite the contrary. We as elders are mere men. We know the weight of sin that so easily entangles us. It just comes from Hebrews chapter twelve. We too fall prey to temptation. We have the same need to run with endurance, the race that is set before us with our eyes fixed on Jesus, just like everybody is. Like you and like every Christian, we share in the utter dependence upon Jesus Christ, looking to him as, our, as the author and finisher of our faith. As such, we need your prayers. This reality of responsibility weighs on elders. And this request for prayer highlights it and actually shows what a wonderful means of grace that you participate in as you pray for each other in the congregation and pray for your elders. It's a means for grace for you to participate in this. It's a means of grace for us as leaders to, to be prayed for. In our leadership, we are reminded that, that we are men who give account, that we must give account, as the author of Hebrews says in verse 17. These verses reflect a realization. We are confident that we have a good conscience. That In all things, desiring to live honorably. That's in the context of asking for prayer, that we desire to live honorably. Now, this statement and this request coming from a leader who thinks of himself sitting in a place far above those that he rules over. You might imagine him thinking something like this. Oh, I don't need any help. I, uh, I can't stoop down to ask anybody, blow me, to, to pray for me or to give me any help. But that's not the case in the church. Jesus has established elders not to lord it over the flock, but to serve with a good conscience. (laughs) To follow Jesus' teaching and example as he he came, not to serve, but to be served. Excuse me. Got that backwards, didn't I? Came not to be served, but to serve. And give his life as a ransom for many. And this life for prayer reveals your elders are mere humbly relying on Jesus for salvation, for the strength to serve. And it makes sense we would ask you to pray for us. It also makes sense that prayer would be willingly and eagerly often it reveals reveal something about the members of the church. This is is the second reason why this prayer for elders comes through so clearly. Pray for your elders because you are part of the body. Each member of the congregation is also a member of Christ. And Christ has given you an important role to play. All throughout the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, you'll find that Jesus treats the humblest of Christians with dignity, with honor. This includes those who may be uh, marginalized by the society or by their sin. Think about how tenderly the teacher forgave and restored the prostitute. Think about how the how he clearly and directly encouraged the tax collector who came to repentance. Think of how he, how, how he taught and taught the Samaritan woman. He touched and he healed lepers. He drove out demons. Think of the one man that had a legion of demons. Then he drove out, and then he gave a mission to carry out. And on and on again, you can see Jesus doing this. And in a similar way, Paul took the gospel to Gentiles and clearly taught that Christ is God of of all men and women, that there is no Greek or Jew or circumcised or circumcised or uncircumcised, male or female, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all, and in all. I use the powerful analogy of the body to affirm that each and every believer is a member of Christ, and a vital member, each having a role to play in that body of Christ. In the context of our praying for elders, one of the roles that they have is to encourage you and to equip you, the members of the congregation, in the work of service that you have to do so that each part of the body may, be, may supply what is lacking, so that the body may be, may be knit together for the edifying in Christ so we all come to the unity of. It. This prayer request looks on the members as the body of Christ, having a vital role to play in the life and ministry of the congregation. We're all joined and knit together in Jesus Christ. And this verse acknowledges it with this simple and powerful request of you, brothers and sisters, pray for us. So how can you pray? What should you pray for? I want to underline several fundamental responsibilities of elders that come from these verses and invite you to pray in a knowledgeable way, pray in specific ways, for the work of the elders of the church, as being part of uh, our testimony, part of, of who we are as a congregation. So on the back of your bulletin, there are, are four blank spots, and I'm going to give you four words that I'll fill in as ways, hopefully, that the end, little tags for you to remember how to pray for your elders. One of their responsibilities, I'll summarize with the word know, K-N-O-W, to know you. Pray that your elders know you. The good shepherd, Jesus Christ, knows you. He calls you by name. And you hear his voice, and you follow him. John 10. There's something profound in the human experience to know and to be known. There's something profoundly theological about this. God himself has existed throughout all eternity as one God in three persons, living in relationship. And he made us to be like him, to live in fellowship, to live in relationship with others. And more could be said about this, but you just meditate about it. The mystery of the Trinity and how this aspect of knowing and being known is reflective of that. Jesus came to save sinners and bring us into relationship with God. He knows you, but He calls you by name. What does that have to do with us? well, our Savior gave His life by His death on the cross. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated ruling all things until He comes again. And our ascended Jesus Christ has given to the church under shepherds. The great Good Shepherd has given elders who will shepherd the church in his name and under his authority. I love the way that Paul describes this in Acts chapter 20. Paul is meeting with the elders of the church of Ephesus there and he tells them, he gives them this task to shepherd the flock which Jesus has purchased with his own blood. There's the great good shepherd there are doing the work of Jesus Christ in the congregation in the name of, of Jesus Christ and one of the primary tasks is knowing you and being known by you earlier in Hebrews chapter 13 uh, Paul says, says look at your elders Examine their faith, follow them, know them, so that you may follow the example that they set. elders are charged to know you, and so pray for that knowing aspect of your elders. Pray Pray that you would know them. Paying attention to their teaching and to their way of life. And praying that you would be known by them, which implies a practical aspect of how you will be shaped by that prayer. Because you need to open up to be known. And we've just gone through a, a period of time in our history where we have closed down everything. We have isolated ourselves from each other. And we hold each other at arm's length. And the primary way we know each other is through our phones, through our screens. The school has its place, but that tendency to isolate is a dangerous tendency. God has made you to know and be known, and you know that. You long for it. You long for intimacy. You long for people to know and to be in a community God's given you elders to know you, so open yourself up to that. <laughs> Invite them to your home. Invite their invitations to their home for a meal. Uh, get together for coffee. Enjoy knowing and being known. Pray for it. Secondly, pray for your elders and their responsibility to lead. And there's the word, the tag that I'm giving you to lead. Our Good Shepherd, Jesus, not only knows us, but he leads us. Psalm 23 and John 10 describe our Savior as that Good Shepherd, as he leads us to green pastures and beside still waters, and to still waters specifically, right? Well, it speaks of Jesus' saving knowledge. It speaks of his saving call to us, but it also points to the leading that he provides to us as the head of the church. We fix our eyes on Jesus. He is our leader and our banner. He is the one who we want to follow wherever He goes. And wherever He leads, we want to go where He is. Because He is our Savior. He is present in our lives through His indwelling spirit. All of these blessings of the leadership that our Savior Jesus Christ has are, are available to you individually. But then enacted in an important way in the church through the elders that God has called to shepherd and to lead. Rising out of knowing you, your elders pray for you And they consider our setting, they consider the trials that individuals are going through or how to minister in the community. And they plan direction, and they lead in specific directions in the congregation. Very importantly, this leadership involves an, an elder's own relationship with God. Just as I said, elders are mere men. We need to be known by God. We need to know God. We need to know Christ. We need to be following Jesus Christ. Then, out of our own obedience and understanding, to be sharing the leadership of the congregation. So, when you pray for your elders, you are remembering that this is part of God's gift as you fix your eyes on Jesus, that the Lord has given you other leaders who are pointing in that direction. Here is Jesus. Follow him. Follow me as I follow Christ, as Paul says. Pray for the leadership that your elders give. Thirdly, pray for your elders that they may feed you. Or, in this case, teach you. Back in verse 7 of Hebrews, it says that the elders speak the word of God to you. This is an awesome responsibility. I mean that in every sense of the term. It's awesome in that there's a privilege to it. It's, It's thrilling and it's the responsibility to to share the Word of God with you. But it is awesome in another way that uh, it comes through in the Scripture. And in the presence of God, the awe-inspiring responsibility of representing God and teaching His Word is carried out especially by the elders of the church. Every believer has access to the Word of God. But one of the means access is through the ministry of the church through the preaching and teaching of the congregation these are beautiful and wonderful ways to grow in grace and to mature in your following after Jesus that is to hear and to listen to the elders as they teach that means prayer Pray for us and our need to be fed, even as we feed the flock. Pray that your elders would be workmen who don't need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, as Paul says to Timothy. Pray that we would pay attention to it as a light shining in a dark place, and share with you with the fascination and the appreciation that comes from experiencing the light of God in our own lives. In such a way that you see it as well, and you catch that enthusiasm. And you see the same things you are taught and learn from God's Word. Pray that our doctrine, our reproof, our correction, our instruction in righteousness would be grounded on the scripture. That God-breathed scripture that the Lord has given. Pray for us as we teach that you yourself long for that pure milk of the word, that you may grow in respect to salvation. This has practical implication too, doesn't it? That prayer to be to have uh, elders that teach you is also a prayer that will be teachable. That you would long for God's words to be bearing fruit in your life. And that you would approach every experience that you have in God's Word with that expectation, with that prayer that the Lord would enlighten you and be applying that into your life. Come to church with that expectation. Pray for your elders to teach you. And Fourthly, pray for your elders to protect you. Verse 17 speaks of the weighty responsibility that elders have. To watch over your souls. And that verse 19 demonstrates a a longing for a loving relationship that is developed within the congregation that has that sense of protection to it. Thinking of this responsibility uh, as a act of the shepherd is very helpful, is it not? Because Jesus warned of those who would try to break in that people of God, that, the, that flock that he is calling. He warned that there would be, be people who would break in and try to steal the sheep away. But he is the door so no one may get past him. And Paul warned of wolves who were trying to creep into the flock to tear and to devour the sheep. But Jesus has given his blood for the sheep to protect you. And he's given elders to do the same. Pray for your elders to protect you. Pray for your elders that they would be protected. Speaking of Acts 20 again, through Paul, Christ gave a special charge to the elders. He says, Watch over the flock which is purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Paul also said, Watch out, watch over yourselves. Watch over yourselves. Remember, elders are mere men. There's something about positions of power and authority that go to the head. And that it's easy to come to think that we are invulnerable. We need Christ's protection. We need the protection of our We need the protection of fellow elders that watch over each other. We need we need you to pray that we would be protected. We need you to be listening and measuring even what we say against God's standard of the Word. We need protection, you. So pray for protection. This is practical too. For one of those roles in protection is to warn and to. Correct when a sheep is gone astray, and this can be difficult. Which one of us likes to be correct? This is Christ before you. You would not only be redeemed, but that you would be cleansed of unrighteousness. That you would be putting to death the sins that entangle and putting on Christ. And one means of of Christ working that out is the sanctifying of us through correction of elders. So if your elders come to you and say, brother or sister, I need to talk to you about something that I perceive in your life. Am I seeing this rightly? Listen to them. God has placed them there for your protection. And as verse 17 says, if you do not listen, it it is unfruitful. Model. it is bad if you do not listen to those who correct you. But in God's goodness, He has placed you in a protected place. He's placed you, your elders, and me in a church purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Overseen by Jesus himself, that great shepherd of the sheep. Brothers and sisters, pray for your elders. Pray in this way. Pray the Lord would grant us other elders. The Lord would be raising up new generations. Those that would shepherd the flock of Jesus Christ. So today, as we pray with the church around the world, we pray that God would raise up elders, and such elders as these. We raise up elders locally, and in Oklahoma City, our sister church, in Dallas, throughout the nation, in China, in Japan, in Australia, around the world. Brothers and sisters, pray for elders. Amen. Let's pray. Well, God, we do pray for our elders. We pray that as you have given them, that are following after you, that they would know and lead and feed and protect the flock, and may we be shaped by that prayer ourselves. To know them, to follow their lead, to listen to their teaching, to be uh, sensitive to their protection. And then all of this as they point to our Savior Jesus Christ, that we would see our Redeemer as well. So we follow them. While we do pray for elders, not just here, but we think especially of the Mission Church in our city, our dear friends there who are themselves praying for elders. For their congregation. We thank you, O oh God, for Pastor Stephen Older and Elder Bill Wagner, and we pray that you would build them up in their faith, give them wisdom as they need. Lord, we pray for other elders. We've been praying for a long time that there be at least two rural elders to join the work there. We earnestly renew that prayer for the congregation in Oklahoma City. Lord, bless your church in all places. The shepherds who are following after you and caring for your flock that you approach us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's fitting for us to close by singing the psalm of the shepherd. Psalm 23. Well known, well loved throughout all of the ages of the church. Because we recognize Jesus as the great good shepherd. Let's see. It's on twenty three selection so B. Be-